Well, oh my goodness. Look at you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, is it cold there too? It's freezing. To me, it's only 50s, but I am very cold. <laughs> it's only 50s here in Raleigh, North Kakalaki as well, but I feel cold. Where, where are you? I'm in New Jersey and uh, I, I do a lot, of, you know, I do a lot of traveling. So I am headed back to DC next week and I'll, I'll do a few weeks in Maine um, to kind of like chill out a little bit uh, for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of New Jersey. My beloved wife is from New Jersey and uh, her folks. Good choice. There. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. We've, we've been together now for nearly 30 years. Uh, Wow. Yeah, pretty awesome. Mm. Very beautiful. Yeah. Well, Saja, welcome to No Thanks But Yes. This podcast is um, a hobby and it's a bunch of fun. But what I discovered is there's a lot of people across the country who have resolved a chaotic relationship with alcohol or other drugs. And uh, they've gone on to thrive, to create, to help others come get them some too. And uh I want to tell those stories and I want to show off those friends of mine in, in a laid back chatty kind of way. I love it. I, um, you know, I first started following your work, I think off Twitter, I saw that, uh, you were a veteran and you had your social work degree and, um, I, I think it's really important to continue to share the stories of people that are not only like recovering, but like thriving and and in many different ways whatever that means to them so i appreciate you for just um hosting the space yeah i i remember your reaching out and i had been following you as well because you're you're a voice a voice for um veterans a voice for recovery supportive housing a voice for equitable support for lgbtqia plus folk and uh so I felt we were kindred spirits. So I was delighted that you reached out and we've just kind of been chatting ever since. We have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just chatting it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this, um, first of all, do, do you identify as a person in recovery or as a person who has overcome a chaos? I do. Um, you know, it's so funny. I, I don't really go to recovery meetings anymore, um, but I definitely am within a lot of communities and um, a lot of spiritual communities, a lot of recovery communities. Um, but I don't, it's so funny. Like when you just live it and you just do it, like you forget, I forget to say those words. Like I am, you know, an addict. I'm a person in recovery. Uh, it's like all around me all the time. So it just like yeah. goes across my head. <laughs> Yeah, I had a conversation with someone uh, uh, yesterday, uh, just, just, I'm just living, <laughs> you know, because uh, mm -hmm. we talked about the <clears throat> term recover out loud. And he was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But really, I'm just living out loud. And, you know, so cool yeah that i love that like because there's a yoga teaching related to that as well is that you don't necessarily have to say xyz but you can show up and you can show people like how you're just being happy or how you've mm. navigated through stuff and and for me it breaks down a lot of the barriers because again i work with many different people and, and most of them are not people with addictions anymore like ask me that two, three years ago, 
um, you know, is dealing and working with people with like uh, chaotic addictions and severe addictions, life, life and death threatening um, addictions. And now these days they're, they're a little more subtle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for sure. So uh, you mentioned yoga and that's one yes. of the really groovy things that you do. Um, I guess both in, in personal practice and in, in, in providing practice, um, helping other folks to come get them some holistic wellness. Uh, tell me more about that. Cause I've just touched the surface of yoga. <laughs> I think I've done it twice on zoom and, um, yeah. Well, we're going to have to talk about that when you came to, to my class, but I'll tell you a little bit more. So I practice Kundalini yoga and Kundalini yoga is the yoga of awareness. And um, many traditions, many yogic traditions believe in the chakra systems. And based on the chakra systems, you have this innate superhuman, powerful, I call it a battery pack. Some people call it like this energy at the base of the spine called your root chakra, in your root chakra called the Kundalini. And um, if you Google like online, you Google Kundalini awakenings and a lot of people are just like, is Kundalini awakening dangerous? Um, no, when you have, <laughs> when you have a, when you have a daily practice, right, you allow for this energy to unfold in your body mind system. So a lot of people ask me like, Saja, how do you do so many things? And you're all over the place. And I'm just like, I've truly deeply believe that I've tapped into this energetic system that many people have, and they just don't know how to navigate it. So Kundalini yoga involves mantra, meditation, movement, and really a lot of just uh, more breathing and sitting versus uh, a type of Hatha yoga where like, it almost feels like more of a workout. Excellent. I actually, um, when you began speaking of the root chakra uh during the session i went to it it uh it, that resonated with me and and i was attempting to access to awaken um and 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 it made sense um yeah so why i have so not pursued it more i do not know <laughs> well uh you can come anytime um so the root <clears throat> chakras uh there's a lot there based on safety and security and for many of us with addictions and humans just in general, right? Like there has been somewhere we have felt threatened for our own safety and our security, um, our need for comfort and our need to be protected is our just human human nature. Mm -hmm. So um, when we get to the root of it, like the root cause, like a lot of root, in my opinion, a lot of issues, uh, they come from uh, that thing of not being able to feel safe or feel seen. So when we get to the root chakra and we do some healing there, um, many things can happen. That makes sense. That makes sense. So some guided perseverance to, to continue that work. Well, I'll reconnect mm -hmm. with you. I, um, yeah, it, it, uh, I'll check it out and we'll encourage folks to come check it out as well <laughs> and see. All well, the I'm curious. I'm curious for you. I know um, you came that one time. Like, how was it for? Like, what did you feel like for you? Or how is it different from the other yoga? Or did you experience anything where you were like, "Oh wow!" Like, I really like this. Or no, I don't really like this. 
I like I liked it because it it felt like it had deeper meaning that it was intentional and that it was personally meaningful in that you know when you kind of roll up on something that is potentially a solution to a mystery and um maybe i should come get me more of this it differentiates itself from the other yoga and that the other one felt like something that i truly needed which was flexibility and exercise you know in this sedentary digital environment that i live in but the the kundalini also felt like exercise it was it was it was exertion and flexibility but it just felt like it had intention and purpose and it was meaningful why i did not come back i'm your discussion around fear uh, resonates with me and uh, something to take a look at for sure yeah it's um you didn't come into a beginner class I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that after i was like <sighs> <laughs> you didn't come into a beginner class and 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 it's really cool because they say that kundalini yoga finds you you don't find kundalini yoga right and and that's the that's the power of it so it's always there for you um and and that experience could have been the only experience you needed to open yourself up or to heal something or let go of something and and i have i've had uh clients they come and in three minutes they're just sobbing because we get to the root of something and they don't even realize the tension that they're holding, the pain that they're holding, um, you know, just, and it's right under the surface of our, whatever's going on with us. Excellent. Well, hopefully this will pique some interest in folks. Cause I know that we, uh, we have a shared uh, despair and uh, often these despairs uh, we're experiencing uh, have roots and um, pursue those roots where I think addiction in my instance has 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 not been a process of addressing the roots but you know pruning the leaves <laughs> the the roots go deep for sure um i would definitely say that every time i you know i learn i always learn something new not even just in my practice but in my recovery too i think that's something that's been really helpful is like at any given moment i can change my minds because I'm willing to learn something new. And I know we were just talking about remaining teachable. So <laughs> in another conversation. Yes. <laughs> so important. Uh, I, I look back on myself. Uh, I think I've been working in this space now coming up on 12 years, but just looking at myself 10 years ago, if I had not been teachable, I would be a harmful knucklehead uh, still. But um, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of professional uh, trajectories, et cetera, and you mentioned we share that we're, we're both veterans. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of my naval service, as, as brief as it was. I served for six years uh, back during the Cold War and Desert Storm. Actually, I got out 30 years ago this month. I've been reflecting wow. reflecting on that. Yep. So you share share with us a little bit about, about your veteran self Yes. And thank you. I thank you for your service as well. So I got out um, actually 10 years yesterday um, in 2011. So um, it's so kismet. Um, and I also had a brief time in the service from 2008 to 2011. And I was signed up to do four years. Um, my job in the service was IT, so information technology. I know it's really funny. I look back and I'm just like, 
Really? Me, IT, but my other options were uh, a yeoman, which is administrative, um, which I actually didn't mind doing, didn't mind doing administrative stuff, but I chose um, IT because there was a sign-on bonus, I believe it was like $5,000 to sign-on bonus, which is very, very enticing at the young age of 18 years old. (laughs) So I would say that the military was my first treatment. And I didn't realize that until um, I was working with a sponsor and she had said that to me, like when I was like six years sober, which was just last year, um, <laughs> she was like, the military was your first t- t- uh, type of treatment. And I was like, oh yeah, institution, oh, right? Yes. You know? And, um, you know, through the military, I found purpose. I found connection. I found um, a reason to want to be alive. You know, I I think a lot of my teenage years, I felt really bored. um, And I didn't really have a trajectory for myself. Like, I'm just like, what am I going to do? I don't see anything for myself. I don't get excited about anything else. Mm -hmm. So when I had a, a, a bit, it's so funny, because people don't think of the military as freedom. But for me, it it was because it gave me financial stability. Yeah. It gave me a reason to travel, gave me a reason to leave my home um, and learn something new and a bigger purpose. So um, mm. it, it, at, at those times, it did give me freedom. And it also gave me a reprieve from using substances, which I was already doing as a teenager. Yeah. So I can relate with that, uh, the freedom piece. I was uh, 18 year old coming out of rural Western North Carolina, not college bound. So it was definitely uh, freedom for sure. And gave me purpose as well. Nice. I hadn't reflected on that for a minute. (laughs) I know it's like, there's something about wearing a uniform every day shining your shoes and putting up your hair and even though like a lot of people don't do this it's the simplicity in it for me and that i don't have to think about what i'm gonna wear or things that i'm gonna do or how people are gonna look at me it's just like i know what i have to do and i know what i have to look like and i know my standards yes (laughs) i still keep my gig line straight (laughs) for sure i i hope you do That's funny. Uh, folks will be Googling gig line. Uh, yeah, I commented on some fellow's gig line the other day. And, uh, Did you? <laughs> I still make my bed like I'm, uh, I'm sleeping in a bunk and my uh, chief is going to come look at my, uh, <laughs> look at my book in my bed well, that, and that, how I folded it. <laughs> that wore off much to my wife's chagrin. I, I, she knows what a Jedi uh, bathroom cleaner I used to be in in my semen days and uh, yep. yeah yeah uh, the field day me is gone so <laughs> you know it's so funny and my family laughs about this all the time is that in my teenage years I used to hate cleaning the bathroom like it was my job in the house and I hated it and guess what I had to do when I went to boot camp cleaned a lot of freaking bathrooms <laughs> that's right <laughs> I was an expert at cleaning heads and and stripping and waxing decks, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And we just don't do that anymore. Now we got hardwoods. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that? <laughs> okay, so, oh, thank you. That was a lovely trip down the Amnesia Lane there. 
I loved it. Um, so uh, let's talk about um, what you're passionate about. One of the things, I mean, you're passionate about so many things. And, and uh, when I talk with folks and we try to create these in these um these compartments and uh of this is this is uh this is my recovery this is what i do professionally this is what i do for fun i'm discovering more and more seamlessness um, but still the presence of self-care you know and we're, we're not obsessed uh mostly but uh we we talk on this show about you know what folks do for fun you know what do you do to get down what do you do to party what do you do to play what do you do to enjoy this this journey uh in recovery this living out loud it's not a veil of tears it's it's a blast and i enjoy watching you live out loud on social media it's been um it's been a blast thank you i i want to say that everything i do um, at the very least, I enjoy. And that's one of the reasons why I have the energy to do what I'm doing. Um, because like, I spent so much time when I was using in these places of like, just really like deep despair and just not knowing and not living my life, like just staring at a ceiling wall and smoking cigarettes in a bathroom, you know, like, and, and to me, like, that's not living life that was wasting life. Right. And, and I truly believe like this life force is a God given force. So I'm going to use it like to the best that I can. And a lot of my recovery has been, um, you know, there's been there's been pieces of it that um, that I will remember because I have a lot of people that have died because of not only addiction but mental health, um, yes. and they they come to in like very close together. So I like I that's why I like I live my life because we don't know when it's going to happen, um, especially right now, what's going on in the world with um, the virus, um, the shutdowns, um, people not being able to see each other. Like, so like, I literally get it like wherever I can and, and I need to, because um, I have to, I, I think you understand this. <laughs> I'm feeling you. I'm yeah. <laughs> feeling you. I, I enjoy everything I do, or I do everything that I enjoy. And, and, and this, this, this is, uh, is wonderful. This is a business of sucking the marrow out of life, of, of making your life extraordinary. Uh, that's, that's your overarching, uh, ethos and and it's very inspiring what are some of the things that you do yeah so um what the latest thing that i have just done is i created this platform called the breathe network mm -hmm. and the breathe network does not exist on facebook um but it exists on mighty network so um you know i'm not the biggest fan of facebook but i do use it so people can see what's going on um i really like this idea of shifting where we're putting our attention to so mighty network are you familiar with it no i'm not it's a it's a network um that uses that supports community so you know how like we have all those facebook groups on uh facebook yes 
it's like on Mighty Network, you can create the same type of thing. And um, there's a host and you can host events, you can host videos um, and pretty much all my teaching. So everything that I've, I've learned and everything that I practice, I share on Mighty Network now. So you might not see me on Facebook as much. And I'd love to share with you the link um, because Please. it's complimentary. Yeah, it's complimentary. Um, I share a breathwork practice on Thursdays at 9 a.m. And then again, my, my yoga practice on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And it's just another place for people to like have community. And again, the, fo the focus is not um, recovery, but my recovery comes through my work and my teachings. And there are a host of other uh, teachers there who teach healing and who teach connection. Oh, I'm excited because something new and something I need. And you said muddy network? Mighty. Mighty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mighty Network. Is she saying money or muddy? <laughs> Mighty player. Network. And my 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 network is called the Breathe Network. The Breathe um, Network. Yeah. And there's all these different kinds of uh like groups you can follow within Mighty Network. And so yeah. the Breathe Network is essentially like in in one breath, you can begin again. So at any time when you're ready to transform, you just come join us. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to check it out for sure. And and I hope that folks uh, watching this and hanging on our every word will come get them some too. Um, I have a question for you. And Please. Lots of folks feel put on the spot at this point, but they end up <laughs> just rolling it on out and it's fire. But... <laughs> <laughs> more pressure <laughs> keep it um, coming keep it coming keep it coming um yeah ask folks you know there's millions of listeners i'm doing my jedi hand thing millions of listeners what's a message that you would like to share with folks um who are listening um this is my teacher's message um who who just passed um in on october 1st she was young um and she is my my mentor and my teacher um and she would always say to folks that you like you can befriend your mind and you can become friends with that voice in your head and it's a practice that i continue to do daily and it requires me to um definitely pray uh but also like be really, really, really kind to myself. And that's something new that I, it still feels new after seven years, like it still feels new for me to be kind to myself. Um, and I'm reminded even more so by the people and the community around me. So when someone tells you they love you, like they love you. Oh man, I felt that. <laughs> and I thank you. Be kind to yourself. And mm -hmm. uh and and love power of love mm -hmm. well I, I love you sasha i think you're splendid i really do thank and you so much <laughs> so uh any, anything coming up that you want to shoot out there that um, just come see you on the mighty network definitely come see me on the mighty network and and just some science behind the breath right so Please. the yeah so the vagus nerve is the nerve are you familiar with the vagus nerve yes i am 
Yeah, so the vagus nerve is the nerve that can hold the tension of our, our bad experiences, our traumas. And when we release the vagus nerve, we can release tension and we can go into deeper relaxation. And I didn't access my vagus nerve until like three or four years into my recovery, but like I had a very deeply healing experience. So any kind of breath work such as um, breathing long and deep can help uh, relax, but also chanting singing, laughing, um, and also like just moving your throat like this can be very, 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 very helpful for anyone um, just working on some stuff. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of singing and laughing. <laughs> I do. And I would like to do more chanting, but breathing has become very important to me in, in my recovery. Part of my recovery for, from substance use is not having, you know, full control over my emotional expression or my emotional reaction. Part of my recovery from mental disorders has, has been, you know, the compulsive responses to things. And I have found nothing more powerful than breathing to, to stop me from doing regrettable things. And it's been good practice. My partner will be like, um, why are you breathing like that? I'm like, because I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret. <laughs> Facts. Facts. They will come to appreciate that, though. They will come to yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, would you rather me just be deep inhaling or do you want me to say something mean? Right. And that's it's the nature of the mind. Right. Like we can be friends with that part of ourselves and laugh at it. But if you don't know how to stop it, then, you know. <laughs> it's going to be a different story. <laughs> oh, man. So great advice for folks in early recovery and sustained recovery. Folks just live in this, this uh, mighty trudge that is life. Breathe and be kind to yourself. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, it's been a treat. It has been a treat. And uh, I hope to see you again super, super soon. Thanks, Donalds. Mm.